Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. Hello and welcome to Engage for Success Radio and show number 404 in our weekly series. Engage for Success is a not-for-profit movement and the UK's leading voice on the topic of employee engagement. We are raising awareness and running events to our area networks around the country, and our topic and sector-specific thought and action groups are developing research, publishing case studies, and shining a light on great practice. You can visit us at engageforsuccess.org to learn more and sign up for our weekly newsletter. I'm Andy Gorham, your host for today's show and founder of BizJuicer, a consultancy that helps companies align purpose and proposition to your people, creating stickier, more successful businesses from the inside out. Now then, the traditional approach to annual engagement surveys backed up by shorter quarterly or six monthly pulse surveys, whilst useful, has found it difficult to keep on top of an ever-changing working landscape. And with employees distributed far and wide, many will have fallen through the cracks and been left feeling isolated and undervalued. So, is there a better way to improve and maintain engagement and connection between your company and all your employees? Well, today I'm speaking with special guest Michael Brennan, CEO and co-founder of Strive, who's on a bit of a mission to show that there really is a better way. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thank you very much, Andy. Thank you for having me. Lovely to be here. Um, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and this mission that you and Strive are on? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, so at Stribe, we aim to connect people, um, helping them to feel happier, safer and heard in their daily work life. Because um, we believe that when uh, teams are heard and we the teams are happy. Um, and one of the key things for us is enabling staff engagement through the use of technology. And as a result of um, the pandemic, it certainly sped up this conversation and topic for us in terms of better engaging your people, with technology support to do that. Brilliant. I mean, someone said to me the other day, we've moved about 10 years in the last 18 months with technology. So I, I, it sounds like we're bang on message and bang on time with what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> I hope so. And I now, certainly think so too. Well, interestingly enough, I understand that all of this um, started with the work that you originally did with school children, right? Um, how did you get from doing that to the work that you do with businesses today? And, and did you find any striking or surprising similarities between the two? Yeah, of course. So our journey started seven years ago where we developed the world's first engagement and well-being app for children and young people in schools. Uh, we supported 600,000 children in the UK and globally to raise over 70,000 concerns of mental health issues, bullying concerns, suggestions and ways to better improve the school environment. Um, and as a result of that, we found that early intervention and giving young people a platform in which they can confidentially uh, report or raise a concern or question directly into their environment um, actually made positive difference in that environment. And for us, um, it was about making um, incremental changes and daily changes in that school environment with technology. And we had a number of businesses such as Barclays Bank and Wigan Council um, that were funding and supporting the school environment. And um, they also said at that time, hang on a second, um, we're carrying out annual surveys, biannual surveys, employee forums, 
um, and, and actually we, we want to find a better way to continually listen to our employees to make more regular changes and to work together and to collaborate um, is there is there tools out there um, and we took the opportunity to look at the market um, 18 months ago and there were some fantastic survey providers and platforms in place that many will be aware of such as your pecans your glints your culture ramps your survey monkeys but once the organization had asked that survey or those set of questions that's kind of where the technology stopped and then the engagement was left and the listening to the employees from that point was very very manual um and, and that's where we thought there was a huge opportunity to introduce strive to really engage the environment past the surveys that were happening previously and what sort of lessons then did you learn from those interactions with the, the children in the schools that you're now applying in the business context? Um, there were some key lessons. Connectivity uh, and making sure that um, all individuals had the ability to have a voice and to have their say, whether that was manually, whether that was through technology. Um, everyone accesses technology in very different ways, so it has to be quick and easy to do. Um, and it has to become part of the day-to-day -day conversation. Technology can't take over and complete the overall process. It can certainly aid and support that journey and speed up. Um, but one of the key things that we found in the education space that we took into the, the workplace sector was this ability to create a 360-degree feedback loop. So one of the biggest challenges that we found um, was when people had asked a question or suggested an idea in the education environment, um, before our technology, it was very much left of, okay, thank you, we'll get back to you. And there's this big gap of people feeling like they weren't being listened to, or there wasn't any um, thing, change happening as a result of that. So by using technology and sharing back and being to keep that two-way dialogue happening, um, it managed to engage and increase how people were feeling, how they were thinking, and how productive they were in that education environment. And again, taking all of that into the workplace uh, world, those 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 evidential points of increasing productivity, um, reducing staff-related absence, increasing retention rates, all of that has come as a result of being able to listen to employees in a more regular way. It's such an important thing, and um, it, the, the whole thing about employee voice, um, to, to me, it does come into sort of two halves. There, there is the listening element, and then there's the communication element. And it, nowadays, it seems more and more businesses are listening, but there's always gaps in the communication, uh, finding it maybe hard to come back and say why we're not going to do something as opposed to finding the easy route. Yes, 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 we'll kind of do that. And I think you're, that example you've given of feeding something in and not hearing anything back just leaves you feeling, well, not listened to, my ideas aren't welcome, therefore I shan't bother offering them up again in the future. Yeah. Absolutely. That's that's one of the key parts that we come in. So, you know, you absolutely need a point in time of a of an annual survey or a survey of, 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 of pre or post doing something. But it's 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 them what it's having that, that strategy in place that it's not just asking and receiving those insights. It's communicating those insights back to your people and even more so sharing with your people and your, your colleagues what you are doing with that and what you're not doing with it, because everyone forgets, I think, at times that it's OK to say, Thank you for the feedback, but we're not going to do anything. And this is why, just as much as what we are saying, this is thank you for your feedback. And these are the changes we're going to make to make sure this improves the environment and the experience that, that you're in. And, and it's about those incremental changes. So, again, what, what we found with this landscape of introducing technology that has this continual listening approach is you can make incremental changes. You can ask 
uh, more regular pulse questions opposed to lots of questions, which means you can take each question and do something with it, which means you can almost slow down and reduce the amount of questions that you need to ask, but you can make maximum impact and difference because you're able to change the needle as a result of the questions that you are asking in a more detailed way and in a more regular way, because one shoe size does not fit all anymore. Previously, it was about kind of moving the whole organization with a set of questions and everyone was engaged overall, but we all have different needs um, and all of our employees have different needs. So it's how you can capture those insights, how you can reach those people and make sure it's an inclusive um, conversation through technology and equally sharing back what you're going to do in each of those departments or those management areas uh, to make the changes that suit those people based upon the responses. No, I, I totally get that. And I guess over the sort of last 18 months or so, this, this situation has kind of, I guess, got a bit louder, really. And so when you look at the more traditional methods of employee listening, Michael, and you can see that they've started to encounter some, some problems, um, what other causes do you think there are behind this sort of stuff that actually your more technology-led approach can kind of uh, leap over and improve? Yeah, of course. So I, I think I've probably got six points to that. I think if we look back at kind of what are some of the sort of challenges that are being encountered on the traditional methods as a result of COVID in the last 18 months is um, it's slow. So we need to have more iterative, more real-time feedback um, and in the previous methods, you know, nine times out of 10, we were exporting big data sets and spending lots of time um, and hours trying to review comments, trying to review trends and seeing any themes. So having a way with technology to get both the quantitative and qualitative feedback coming back in real time, technology can support that. Poor reach, you know, the majority of organizations were very much aligned to office-based staff um, and therefore organizations such as manufacturing um, were very much sort of left to their own devices of having to find manual ways of employee voice forums. But when, when the last 18 months have taken that away, we need to have technology um, uh, active and available to all different employees, regardless of how they're working, where they're working, hybrid, flexible, remote, all of those key points. So technology can really support the reach and the speed. Um, poor engagement levels. So again, the annual survey, it was almost at a point where people were being rewarded to get to a, an 80% uh, response rate, but that came back to you know, lack of action, uh, lack of communication and lack of telling employees what we're doing with that data. So by using sort of always listening technology and engagement technology such as Stribe, you have the ability to ask more regular questions and be able to get that feedback back and create that feedback loop, which keeps the engagement, the very point of two-way conversation and thanking people for their feedback can be just enough to start that engagement to increase more and then sharing back that that, that feedback. So another point is lack of communication and like you said before and, and, and poor communication can be two challenges. So having a technology framework that actually allows you to share back <laughs> in real time with your people uh, by team, by organization, however you want to chop and change that those responses can really, really support and, and move the needle and, and build that trust. So I think like anything, technology when used in the right way speeds thing up, it can support the process and, and, and takes away some of those pain points. And that's what I would be recommending to everybody if, if you're at the start of your journey or you're thinking about the next stages of engagement is just thinking about how do you speed that up? 
How do you reach your employees? How do you truly engage your employees through that technology? And the reason for that is uh, we're staying at this, this new world of work. And I mean by that is it's going to be a hybrid of people working in office, not working in office, flexibility. So it's how we support that new, the new world of work moving forwards. Yeah, that landscape's definitely, definitely changed. And I, I, I still don't think we really know what the future is going to look like uh, yeah. any more than we ever have, really. But perhaps I think the hybrid thing is absolutely going to stay on the agenda in some shape or form. But the point you make about places like manufacturing or what have you, not, not everybody works at an office, right? So uh, having to kind of get hold of people wherever they, they are is an important thing. And I, I think also the point that you make about consistency of message, um, often in, in communicating on the back of uh, an engagement survey, say, you can end up getting a sort of a litany of unrelated, disjointed initiatives or messages, which which really doesn't help with the engagement, whereas it sounded like you're talking about having a more consistent approach um, on, on a single topic, but digging deeper to give richer, clearer direction and answers to the guys in, in the business. That's fantastic. Um, if we think about some of the other things um, that you've just talked about, Michael, if we dig into those a bit deeper, when, when we talk about um, employees being harder to reach, and, and we've definitely seen that over the, over the last few few months and what have you. How how has technology allowed you to increase that reach? And are there any good examples that spring to mind that you can share with us? Yeah, of course. I mean, from our point of view, we really focus on working with our clients and customers. And one of the big pain points is just making sure that those people that you're wanting to get feedback from can give feedback in a really simple, really frictionless and, and really easy way to do so. So we look at it from kind of a connectivity point of view, making sure mm -hmm. that if your employees are, um, are led by a mobile phone, that there's apps available. If they are based on email, then the ability to kind of give that feedback and start that conversation directly through that route is available. And if those are on desktop and office based, then exactly the same. There's a web version for that. So it's giving multiple points in which you can respond or have that conversation uh, through the same channel. I suppose some of the, the brilliant examples that we see was one of our partners, Wigan and Lee College. Um, they, they are a, um, a three star world class uh, best 100 companies to work for. Um, for employee engagement of 2021. Uh, and, and they put that down to introducing Stribe, which was fantastic. But the key reason for that was being able to listen to staff in a more regular way. So one of the challenges was suddenly all of the 500 staff had to work from home and deliver lessons and teaching. And everyone cared about well-being and engagement as that overall umbrella and those big key words. Um, but when it came down to what was really stressing staff out or really frustrating staff, it was the lack of um, resource. And it came down to when the question was asked was very, very quickly, the principal said, is there anything that we can do to support you working from home? And about 80% of staff said, yes, send us more pens and a whiteboard. And it sounds <laughs> very basic, um, but they did. And, and, and Wigan Lee College very quickly sent out extra resource, extra things that could support with that teaching. And that actually increased um, staff retention and it actually reduced stress-related absence. So I suppose the point I'm making there is, is that staff engagement sounds scary at times, but it doesn't need to be. It's about listening to your employees and asking if they've got the right things to do their job, how they're feeling, and if they're not feeling great, understanding why, and then based upon those points, doing something with that. And using technology, 
at Wigan Lee College were able to sort of do all of those points remotely across 500 homes as a result of the pandemic putting that in place. I think that's great. And the ability to try and find the answer to the question why behind answers that you get in surveys is, is always a thing. I, I know when I help businesses with um, surveys or pulse surveys, the majority of my time is going back into the organization with the data to try and help them dig further. And I think this is an interesting thing with uh, the way you're, you're talking about Strive working is that ability to kind of continue to, to dig down to find why, rather than just trying to guess what a, a 60% score on I have the tools to do my job actually means. Um, you, you need that why, don't you? Absolutely, Andy. If I, yeah, it's just a point I can make there because back to the previous point you, you, about the kind of the previous ways of doing it 18 months ago, mm-hmm. what we were finding before we started on this journey that really opened our eyes is the annual survey, the biannual survey started with five or six really good questions um, and then are now in some organizations sitting at 50 questions long. And yeah. what people are trying to do is understand the why, but they keep asking what questions. So, you know, what are you feeling like responding to very good to not very good, for example, and we realized this point quite early on that it was the why and the comments that were a real challenge. So we use some quite clever technology, and there are other platforms that do this, but um, from a key phrase extraction point of view and a sentiment analysis, we were able to allow an organization to pulse out a question such as, how do you feel today? And that gave you a response of your green, amber, blue, or red as your emoji for your what. So people are feeling happy. Okay, great. But why are they feeling that way as a follow-up mm. question? Rather than trying to hone into another multiple choice, we allow the free text to come through, but it pulls out all of those key phrases. So it's about making that qualitative feedback quantitative um, because we still need to look at data points, right? We still need to see why people are feeling really positive and is there a trend because managers are really supporting a particular department or area versus uh, your sales team are working remotely and feeling really, really isolated in one example. So we still need to be able to quantify that. But making sure that your technology that you use pulls all of those insights together from the comments is really, really important because it saves so much time, so much cost. I mean, there's so many organizations that are spending a lot of money on data analytics and external survey reviews when actually the technology can support that now. It's about reducing that time that it takes to pull out those insights and increasing that time to actually go and make the change and do something with it. I think it's a really important I think that's so true. As somebody who has trawled through thousands of lines of abatement comments on on surveys for for companies, I do that because that's always where the gold lies, uh, where the real answers to the questions come out. Um, but you know, if you're trying to do that manually, that's 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 a long old process and and a lot of a lot of ticks on the clock. And if you're paying paying for those things, you know, where you can get technology to help you, getting to the nub of the why is, is, is critical and incredibly helpful, uh, providing, of course, it's then backed up with a good old action plan um, to get things moving going forward. Um, I'm interested in your views about this need for more continuous learning, uh, sorry, listening, uh, Michael, and, and opening up more lines of dialogue. And so with what you're doing, how... How are you managing to do that? And have you got any evidence that you can share that, I guess, proves or shows the benefit of doing this, this in this way? Yeah, of course. I, I, the continuous listening approach for me is broken down into 
two very clear parts, which is you're pushing your pull. So as the, as, as the leader of people, you'll be pushing out questions to creating that listening approach where you're asking, you're asking, you're collecting that feedback, but that's led by yourself. But then taking back our learnings from the school environment, it's important to open the channels up to be able to listen, listen. And that's the, and, and, and that's not uh, uh, pushing people into a channel where they have to report just negative things um, and grievances or, or HR issues or just suggesting ideas. It's purely when someone is thinking about something, whether that's a great idea, they're not sure who to tell within the organization or something negative is happening and it could affect the reputation of the organization, for example, on the outside. Having a place that is trusted, that is anonymous, but is um, responded to in terms of being able to allow your employee to start that conversation, have that two-way dialogue is really, really important. And what we found fascinating on that employee voice function, the kind of two-way flow conversation, is that other than kind of line manager conversations and then a big jump to EAP helplines on the negative angle, there's a big gap. And I would urge most organizations just to think about how they're encouraging their employees to be able to have that conversation. Because if you're thinking in your head as you're listening to this, well, we've got email, be very, very careful because your email is also your work and your constructive and your conversational point of view. So it's not a trusted, safe people place to start that conversation where there's no fear of repercussions <laughs> should they say something uh, alongside their working environment. And equally, the anonymity and the trust point is really important, right? Because we can all press forward on an email and share it or, 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 or delete it by accident. So it's about having that evidence trail and that ability to report into somewhere that's structured, the action plan to listen. Um, and why that's important is because in the same way you're listening to your, your why off the back of your surveys, when those conversations come through, these, these are sometimes people that, that have the best ideas in the world in your organization, but just are not confident to speak up in the environment of a Monday morning Teams call or a, a get-together employee forum. They just, they just have the fear of, of whatever that is to be able to speak up. So creating that ability for people to have a balance of voicing directly to the human, to the people manager, to the team lead, as well as using technology such as Stripe to suggest ideas, to raise concerns, becomes a really, really powerful way. In terms of examples, we have lots of them. So some of our platforms, uh, customers using our platform have um, been able to identify real innovation that can support efficiency and, and cut out some of the, uh, the bureaucracy uh, and, and just get the job done when it's needed to. And we've also identified some, some really serious um, grievances that have been sat on for a couple of years that have not been reported, not known where to. And as a result of that, that person has been engaged and they were thinking of leaving the organization. And as a result of that, they've been able to retain that staff member. So regardless of positive and negative outcomes, giving your employees that ability to start that conversation is, is, is hugely valuable and something that I think that organizations think they do. But when you review that back to your push and pull, I feel there's still a big gap for many. I think you're 100% right with that. And, and I also think your point about the importance of trust and I, I guess to a large extent, psychological safety to participate and be honest um, in giving feedback um, is, is hugely important. I was only speaking to somebody the other day uh, who's having a, uh, some thoughts around thinking about engagement in, the, in, in their business and the line that they, they used were, we'd spoken to some employees and they said they would never tell the truth in an employee survey because it would be career suicide. And the question was, so how do we get around that? And I'm like, well, 
you can't get around that. What what are you doing as a business to make someone feel that if they speak their mind, that that's career suicide? And it's getting to the root of those issues first, building trust, um, building that level of trust that means, okay, you're asking a question, I'm going to answer it. And I'm going to tell you what, what I really think. And that's what you really need in order to actually make change happen. <laughs> you, you need the, 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 real, the real information, the real insight that sort of says, what do we need to create a better place to work where, where people can be the best version of themselves? What is it we really need to do? And you can only do that by uh, having the trust of the employees to, to really, really share what it is that is on their mind. So I agree with you 100%. Trust is, is so important. Um, so... If we think about everything that you've talked about so far today, Michael, if you were to get in your time machine and fly off into the future, what does the future of listening to employee voices look like to you? I think that's a great question. And I think we're learning every day is what that is and we're iterating and listening. I, I think for me, it's about these um, incremental feedback loops and incremental changes. So I think it's, being able to ensure that at every point when the organization listens to that person via pulse questions or via an employee starting that conversation, that, that there's a, an action plan and a framework where that, that can come into the right hub, the people hub, the HR team, whoever's leading that environment, and where they can provide that real-time feedback and answers in the same way that you would to your client. If your client comes in and asks that question, you're going to get back to them really, really quickly and manage the timeline with them. And I think that's where we're getting to. I think there's a huge um, challenge ahead in terms of re-motivating, uh, re-engaging employees as a result of however we've been working over the last 18 months. And I think the water cooler moments, the coffee moments, the, the, the magic moments that employees speak to one another away from line managers and teams really needs to be considered. And I think that's going to be a, a, a huge point moving forward. And that's something we're really focused on about kind of um, that organic engagement, that organic conversation, um, shout out moments effectively for employees to celebrate a team and say thank you or to thank a colleague, um, both publicly in the organization and also privately away from kind of day-to-day -day organization. So for me, it, it, it needs to be part of every safe framework. I think listening to employees and your number one assets equals employee engagement equals successful business and profits. And we hear this more and more in terms of uh, real forward-thinking organizations that put all their resource, all their listening into their people and see the growth of their organization uh, happen year upon year upon year. I mean, I think it's a, it's a good vision. It's a simple vision of, of the future. And at the end of the day, look, technology can help us, I'm sure, get better and better at it. But if you're not even doing that or you're nowhere near it, just even starting with a simple conversation is the best place to begin and too many too many businesses still don't have the conversation and i think whether you're providing a technology solution like like you are or you're taking the time to take 15 minutes to sit down with someone and ask how they are and what they need to do a better job um is a great place to begin with uh you can go from there but you've got to start with a conversation you've got to be willing to listen and you've got to be willing to feedback so i think if we look towards the, the end of this conversation, Michael, if there's one piece of advice you could give to anyone listening on how best to improve their listening capabilities and ultimately, like you've been saying, employee engagement, what advice would you give people? 
course. Good question, Andy. Um, I think my advice would be wherever you are in your journey of wanting to listen to your employees or listening to them, wanting to move the needle around employee engagement, experience or culture is just to take a step back and to, 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 to remap what you're doing uh, actually versus what you're thinking and really look at the channels in which your employees can communicate with you um, in the respect that you want them to, to therefore improve. So, for example, if you just have the annual survey, are there any other ways in your organization that you can regularly listen to your employees, whether that be employee forums, like you're saying, just start the conversation, Andy, whether that be introducing technology like ours to be able to get a baseline of where your people are thinking and feeling. But just, I would almost do a little audit on a piece of paper and just sort of say, where are we? Where are our channels? And draw them out on a, on a post-it note. And, and if there's any gaps in there, then, then, then try something, implement some way in which your employees can directly speak above their managers into someone that can make a difference in terms of the people team um, or in terms of the leadership team. Um, that would be my one bit of advice is just really look at what's in place and think about, you know, if you want to take this seriously, how you can structure that out moving forwards. I think that's really good advice, uh, Michael, really good advice. And then on the back of getting all that fab data back, tell them about it. Tell them what they've said. Feedback mm -hmm. a simple action plan on what you're really going to do um, and as we've said before, also what you're not going to do. And I think you will be in a much better place, a much, much, much better place. Well, Michael, I, I think that's about all we have time for today. Uh, thank you very much for your time. Uh, I've really enjoyed speaking with you, and thank you for all of the insights that, you, that you've given us. Um, please don't forget to visit engagesuccess.org to check out the show notes and all of our fab free engagement resources and you can download or stream any of the previous great shows from our archive at your ledger. So, yeah, once again, thanks ever so much, Michael. Um, Thank great you. to speak to you. And, yes, we'll all be back next week, same time, uh, on Engage Success Radio. I'm Andy Gorham. Thanks very much for listening. Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work.